today I just want to bring our attention back to what it is really all about. You know, the past few weeks <clears throat> I've, uh, that I've spoken, I've, I've talked about the Shema, which is found in several of the Gospels. But last week we read Matthew 22 and 37, where Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandments? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you missed over the past several weeks, I would encourage you to go back and either watch those or listen to them online. If you, if you don't want to see my face, then you can just listen to them, okay? Because uh, I'm not wearing a mask. So if you just want to hear it, then you can do that. Go back and listen to that because I feel like God gave us some revelation uh, on what it means to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he said the next is to love your neighbor as yourself. If you've been around the hills for very long, you've heard us talk about the three things that the three pillars that we have, have God has established as a church, and that's loving, giving, and living. You'll see that in, in all of our, you'll see it right there on the sign. You see it with all, every, on, on people's shirts. You'll see those three things, loving, giving, and living. And we talk about loving, we're talking about loving passionately, but who is that love supposed to go to? Well, Jesus said, the Lord, your God, and your neighbor. And so what we say here at the Hills is, it's all about loving him and them. Everybody say it with me, loving him and them. Some of you didn't say it. I'm look, I can see you, okay? Say loving him and them. Listen, if you and I could get those two things figured out, everything would be taken care of. There would be no, there would be, there, we wouldn't have to worry about racial conciliation, reconciliation. We wouldn't have to worry about politics. We wouldn't have to worry about wars. We wouldn't have to worry about anything. If we would just love him and love them. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, he hadn't even read a scripture yet and he's already preaching. You should be amen in him. Him and them. You'll hear that a lot here. Matter of fact, we're going to have it inside. We're going to have it where we just sit. I would encourage you to put it on your mirror when you're getting up and getting ready in the morning because all you're doing is looking at yourself. But if you could look at that and see, this is not about me. It's about him and it's about them. How am I going to do that? How am I going to put it on your mirror this week? I am. I'm going to do it. All right. I want pictures of it. I want you to post it, okay? Post it and tag the hills, him and them. So when it says, when it, we talk about him, we're talking about loving God with our whole heart. The way that we do that is through worship. If you're taking notes, just write that down. The way that I express my love to him is through worship. That's one reason I wanted us to do that song. I wanted us to spend some time singing about it's, it's all about you. So when I express my adoration to him, that is called worship. And, and what we did a moment ago, that's why I encourage you to sing with us. I encourage you to, to sing in your home and in your car. I encourage you to change up your playlist every once in a while and put some worship music in there so you can express that love and it comes in a melody or maybe you write poetry. I don't, I don't know how you do it, but that, that way that you worship him. But I was raised a, a Pentecostal boy, and we always thought that worship was just when you were singing. That, that's what worship was, all right? We're going to enter into worship now. But I want to encourage you today and admonish you and, and remind you that worship is more than singing and music. It can involve singing, and it does involve music, but it is much more than that. Worship is a lifestyle. If you're taking notes, write that down. Worship is a lifestyle. Come on, those of you viewing online, worship is a lifestyle. The living part of loving, giving, and living. Did you know how you do your work is worship? The way that you do your work is worship. I heard someone say this week that they heard someone else say 
that my work doesn't matter. It's just a means to an end. That is so wrong. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 9, whatever you do with your hands, do your best work. That's why God loves craftsmen. You look at what God did in the Bible. He always was looking for people that were craftsmen, that, that they, they, they didn't just do it. They did it well. They put everything they had into it. They gave the best haircuts, Johnny. Come on. They, they, they went all in. They, if they're going to build something, they're going to build something beautiful. They're, they're going to do it the right way. If you're working on that spreadsheet, that's going to be the best spreadsheet that's ever been in your company. Do you understand? And you know what happens when you do that? When suddenly you start, when you, when you do great work and, 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 and you're, you're not just slinging it out, but you're doing it the right way, God feels that. He said, I created you to do that. I created you to be meticulous. Did you know that details make the difference? Details make the difference. What thread did you use? What kind of leather was it? Why did you hit that note there? Those details. Why do you take your baby boy and put his face in your hands and tell him how proud you are of him? Details. Worship is how you do your work. Worship is how you love your family. Did you know that? Worship is how you love your family. The way that you love your spouse, Paul says that is a representation. Listen, the spouse, marriage, is a representation of Christ in the church. So when you are loving your spouse well, that's worship. That's an act of worship. When you look her in the eyes and you tell her what a treasure she is, that's what the scripture says in Ephesians. He says, men, treat her like a treasure because that's how Christ treats the church. Matter of fact, he gave up his life for her. That's worship. Women, will you honor him? Will you encourage him? That is worship. And God just breathes that in. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is how you raise your kids. Did you know the way you raise your kids is a type and an example of how God loves his children? So when God sees you raising godly children, he sees that as an act of worship. He's reminded all over again how much he loves us and cares for us. Let me step on some toes. Worship is also how you treat your coworker. Worship is how you treat your fellow students. Worship is how you treat that relative. Uh-oh, here we go. Worship is how... How, how, you, how you treat your friends. Worship is how you treat that neighbor. Remember last week, we, we, we found out because of the, the parable of the Samaritan that my neighbor represents the person with whom I have the least in common. And when there's that person that rubs you the wrong way, that you just can't stand to see them, and you wish they were a full face mask, you know, not just half, just... Can you get a body mask? Could you put a body mask on? And just stay home. That I'm talking about how many have, just raise your hand if you have a couple of those. The way that you love them is worship to God. When you turn the other cheek, when you don't reply back, God receives that as worship to him. If we're supposed to love the person, listen to me. That was hard for some of us to hear, but let me make it a little harder. If we're supposed to love the person with whom we have the least in common, how much more should we love those that love us? Why does, why does our family get the brunt of our frustration? Why do our friends get it? So how do I love my neighbor? We read it last week. Jesus said, this is how they're going to know that you're my disciples, when you have love one to another. 
Not just love for. Love one to another. This means you give love to them. You don't just love them. You don't just say, I love you. You put it into action. Remember DC Talk saying it. Love is a verb. It's an action. It's something that I do. How do I give love away? I'm going to tell you. You give love away by serving. That's how you put love into action, by serving. Get up on the edge of your seat. I want you to listen to me. Those of you in your cars, those of you online, listen to what I'm going to tell you. When you serve others, you are worshiping God. When you bring your wife breakfast in bed, when you clean the house, when you wash her car instead of just your truck, okay? When you serve coffee, come on, how many, how many happen to have Hills Blend coffee back? Thank you, Jesus. Jesus and Java, amen? When you, when you, when you serve, when you set up a, when you take, I looked at these precious people sitting on the ground, loving on our kids today. When you're doing that, you are offering up worship to God. We read last week in John's writings that you cannot love God without loving others. First John 4 and 20 tells us that. Did you hear me? You cannot love God unless you love others. So if this is true, then it must also be true that when I love others, I'm showing my love for God. When I love you, when you love me, when we love one another, God just breathes that in. As much as anything we will ever sing or ever play, God breathes that in because that is worship to him. Jesus said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me, Matthew 25 and 40. So in other words, when you and I are serving them, we are worshiping him. Come on, if you're taking notes, write that down. That was a good line. When we are serving them, we are worshiping him. Did you know the same is true with giving? Same is true with giving. We're talking about loving. We're talking about giving. We're talking about, about living. The same is true with giving. Jesus taught us to give. He said in Acts chapter 20 and, and 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. He taught us to care for the hurting. He taught us to care for the less fortunate. He taught us to care for the oppressed. He, he taught us to care for the marginalized. He, that's what he taught us. To give to them, love them, and the way you love them is by serving them and by, by giving to them. We all know that giving is an act of worship. Do you know whenever they would come to the temple to worship, they never came empty-handed. They always brought gifts. They brought gifts. They, they, they brought animals. They brought produce. They brought offerings. They brought their, their first fruits. I am so... Someone asked me yesterday, how has our giving been during this quarantine? And I was so happy to say that we've been so blessed because we are such a generous church. Paul said, whenever you come to the house of God, never come empty-handed. Even if you've already given online, you should show up today and say, Lord, I just have the receipt. Lord, I gave it online. I'm showing up today. I'm not showing up empty-handed. In a little while, we're going to give you an opportunity to give as you leave and Maybe you give online or you're going to place it in the buckets when you leave. I want to tell you, that's not just going into a bucket so that we can do all this. That does help. It, it's how we do it. It's not going into a bucket so we can continue building this out. That is an act of worship. 
You're not giving to the hills. You're giving to God. It is a supernatural transaction. And it is an act of worship. If you're a giver, I want to encourage you to keep being a giver. If you're not a giver, I want to encourage you to step into it. Be someone who who is generous to others. Because every time we give, it's an act of worship to Him. Loving, giving, and living. And watch what happens. I love this. And I'm closing. You know he's playing. That means I'm closing. Even if I wasn't done, when he started playing, I'm bringing it down. Listen, I want you to hear this. This is important because this is a little turnaround that I feel like the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart as I was prepping for this message this week. Loving, giving, living, that, that's worship. That's what worship is. It's not just when we sing. It's when we're loving and serving others. It's when we're giving to others. It's when we're living our life. It's worship. And watch what happens. If that's worship, Jesus said this in John 12, 32. If I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So in other words, when we lift him up, he will draw. When we lift him up, he will draw them to him. So by worshiping, we're helping reach them. So whether I'm singing a song whether I'm working on my message, whether I'm serving my wife and loving my sons or raising boys, if I'm serving, if I'm giving, if I'm doing it all for Him, then I'm worshiping Him. And that in turn brings them to Him. Don't you love the full circle of that? This full circle thing, it's a big, beautiful circle. And that's why Jesus said that all the laws and all the prophets in this book In this holy book, every single word hinges on these two things. Loving him and loving them. Are you thankful for his word today? Come on, do you receive that? Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every single person here today. and I thank you for the beautiful weather that you've given us. I thank you, God, that we have a space to do this supplied so much for us. I pray for those, Lord, right now that are struggling with the loving them part. Walking through some relationship issues. There's someone they need to forgive. Maybe someone that needs to ask forgiveness. I pray, God, that something that was said today would take root in their heart. And they would take that and turn it into action. Make the phone call. Have the coffee. Write the letter. Reach out a hand. Come on, just stay right where we are. I feel feel the Holy Spirit. I want to just say something right now. There's someone here today that um, there's someone that you know you need to reach out to. And you haven't done it. You don't know them very well, but you know there's something going on in their world. You can see it. You can feel it. I want to encourage you to do that. Just reach out to them with love. Just go sit by them at the lunch table. Invite them to coffee. What is it? Just an act. Thank you, Lord. Some of you need to make up with your spouse on the way home. Don't waste a day of a marriage. Come on, don't waste a single day. Thank you, Lord. 
And then I believe there are those of you that are struggling with the loving him part that you just haven't you haven't given him everything. Man, what a beautiful day to do it. Just to say, Lord, I'm going all in with you. <laughs> you're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my friend. You're my God. You're my master. I'm going all in with you today. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you've been, it's been a kind of a peripheral thing. You've been on the outskirts. Come on, why not today go all in with him? Give him all your love. Commit your life to him. Get connected to the local church. Get planted. Serve. Give. Worship. Do it all. Be a part of it. So just hanging out. Come on. What if today's the day? I'm believing for it. I'm believing for it. I believe we're going to have so many connect cards with people making commitments and recommitments that we're going to have to count them twice. I'm believing that today. If that's you today and you want to commit your life to Jesus or, or you want to either commit or recommit, I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want the Hills family just to join in with me. Come on. Those of you at home, those of you viewing today online, just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this is your day. Thank you that I get to be a part of it. I pray today that you would forgive me of my sins. I pray, God, that you would accept me into your household. I want to be your child, and I want you to be my father. I want you to come into my heart today. Come on, say it. Cover me with your spirit. Fill me to overflowing. And help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, everybody, take a deep breath and shout amen. Amen. Come on, honk those horns and clap those hands for those people that just made that.